0: Welcome to dice, camera, action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash DND at 4 p.m. Pacific Time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew Adventures in the Jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash TOA. Or, if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice
1: Camera Action.
2: Fuck you, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that we got the pleasantries out of the way, <laughs> allow me to recap from recent episodes. The Waffle Crew, having saved Paulton from the influence of the Ring of Winter, traveled westward in a coach pulled by an ogre zombie, which went over a cliff, taking Evelyn with it and wounding her quite substantially, so that when the characters decided to see if there was a shadow crossing near this beach of bones upon which they found themselves, uh, they were led into a tunnel, an old uh, ancient tunnel that looked like it would have been carved out by some sort of death cult. And, uh, as they went inside, uh, as Paulton went inside, lighting the way with his candle, they discovered that there was this crack in the ceiling of this tunnel, and therein lied a monster. And the monster grappled Strix, and it grappled Evelyn, and then it teleported away, and the party went after it, and DF got this major, huge, stabby-stabby in the midst of the chaos. Uh, then there was some bone-crunching noises and some rending of metal, and... Uh, Long story short, uh, Evelyn's construct body was torn asunder by the creature and her spirit shunted into the soulmonger. Uh, Strix was knocked unconscious uh, not long after detonating a fireball that swept down and uh, consumed uh, little Simon, who had just learned how to speak. Uh, Dieth was able to smother his flaming body with a wet blanket. Evelyn trapped in the soulmonger met the spirits of some other folk also trapped in the soulmonger doomed to have their souls devoured forever by this horrible, horrible gigantic creature. Evelyn sacrificed herself by flying up uh, into the umbilical of it and being swallowed by it but then through the power of her faith and her belief in all that is good, just, and light she uh, unleashed a can of sunshine (laughs) Uh, in the heart of the creature. Uh, and
3: I'm all out of bubblegum.
1: And you're all out of bubblegum. Back in the Shadowfell, DF and Paulton, you are both conscious, albeit I believe fairly badly off at this point, but you felt the uplifting of the death curse that it had passed. Although it didn't change your current hit points, you do feel at least now that healing can have an effect on you and restore you to where you should be. It is at that moment in this darkened tunnel where all you can see is smoke lingering from the fireball, uh, the light of Paulton's candle, and uh, you can hear the crashing of waves from the sea outside, there is a sudden explosion of bright light from somewhere far, far, far outside, so bright that it illuminates the beach and its wreckage and the tunnel you're in in sort of a bright amber light.
4: From outside?
1: Yeah. Where before Uh, there was just gray, gray fog and clouds and... Um, sort of perpetual shadow fell colorlessness, there is a bright blast of light that shines within the tunnel. And it's, when you look out toward the light, it's like you're looking directly into, like, a sunset that just sort of caught you right at the right moment to shine its light directly
2: upon you. When the death curse was lifted, uh, Did we feel or see or notice the physical changes on our body kind of start to fade?
1: No, they don't fade, they're still lingering. You just feel it's like this invisible weight that's been bearing down on you and it's been bearing down on you for such a long time that it's lifting is actually, you can feel it.
2: Okay. Uh, Do do I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, I got nothing.
4: With, I'm still with
2: unconscious
4: the, That's true.
2: Yep.
4: With the uh, with the death curse uh, lifting, do I have an idea of what that means in regard to how that was done? How the how the
1: death curse was lifted? Um yeah. it seemed, well, you You don't know exactly how it was done. Um, you You did not see it happen. you're not even technically on the same plane as where the where the death curse originates. But something in your being suggests that the timing of Evelyn's death and this event that can't be a coincidence in your mind.
4: Okay. Paulton is silent.
1: Yeah, and you've still got, like, I think you've still got um,
4: Evelyn's head, right? Paulton is very silent. Okay. (laughs) Just staring at it. Okay.
1: Uh, D.F. and Paulton, I'd like you to make perception checks. Um,
2: Thirteen.
4: Also thirteen. Oh, okay. The light...
1: From outside, that sunset in the Shadowfell seems to subside, and it be, the as the light disappears, almost like the sun going down or something, it becomes kind of dark in here once more, except, of course, for Paulton's candle. Um, I don't remember if there are any other light sources at the moment besides that, because the Sword of Spinelli is out.
2: yeah. Okay.
4: Candle.
1: Yeah. So the two of you are kind of looking at each other in this dim light of the candle. Strix lying near uh, Dieth's feet, and you hear a sound that's like what? And you realize it's actually coming from uh, Evelyn's torso.
2: Oh. Oh. No. Uh, uh, I'm going to go to Evelyn's torso and... Oh. It's uncomfortable because I'm not trying to feel Evelyn up, but I need to find the part of her chest that opens up to let Juniper out.
1: Okay. Uh, When you do and you pop it open, you see that Juniper is alive and well scuttling around, scratching um, at the insides of that little compartment that she lives in.
2: All right. Uh, I'll retrieve Juniper. Okay. And uh, bring her over to Strix's unconscious body and Mm. just let her burrow into (laughs) her robes. It's the most natural place for her to go right now.
1: Uh, Yeah, she actually sort of uh, uh, crawls up the robes And up, and uh, just sort of pushes herself up under Strix's hat. Um, And then she sort of comes out through a hole about halfway up the hat, looks around her head, sticking out of the hole.
2: Uh, I'm going to take a moment to... Quick check the outside to see if I see a, a visible difference at all from where this light kind of came from. Okay.
1: And when you stand out at the mouth of the tunnel, uh, you kind of have to edge your way past Waffles, who's just sort of sitting there, um, taking up space. Uh, but when, yep. you, when you go out, you're sort of hit by the, the, the cold, chill air of the Shadowfell coming up off the gloomy, gloomy water, You see just the tiniest pinpoint of orange light now in the sky through the clouds and fog, and even that's getting fainter and fainter and fainter. It's almost like there was an explosion off way the frack over, like, miles and miles and miles and miles out to sea. All right. And then you, you look all around you and you see the waves crashing up against the rotting hulks of all these dark ships that have... Uh, crashed here over the years, disgorging their crews and such onto the beach.
2: Okay. Um, I'll return back to Paulton and Strix. Um, and I'll just, I'll just sit down next to Strix okay. and just kind of address the room to anyone who would listen. Like, just just towards Paulton, but not actually necessarily directed at him. And almost kind of like sitting down, uh, arms on my knees and looking down at the ground, uh, Diaz will say, that's twice now that she's saved us from death by giving into her own. And if nothing else, uh, could this count
1: as a short rest? I was just going to say, um, <laughs> without any other business to attend to, yes, you, the th- uh, three of you can take a short rest, which means you can spend your hit dice uh, yes, to maybe. regain hit points. Remember, every hit die you spend, you also add your constitution bonus to that number of hit points you get back, and this also applies to Strix. So Strix, yeah. you are going to wake up at the end of this rest, hopefully with more hit points than you had. Um, All thanks to Diaz' ministrations. Haphazard, though they may have been. (laughs) And Strix, as you look around, you can see um, Paulton is holding basically half a stub of candle now. uh, And uh, the remains of Evelyn scattered about and a wet blanket on top of poor Simon.
5: And I, I didn't see her die.
1: That is correct.
2: Right. Uh, I'm spending all of my hit dice to heal, so I rolled my hot trash. Okay. Yeah, I did too. I am back up to 45 hit points.
1: Very good.
5: <sighs>
2: okay. Uh, is Strix conscious now? Yes. Okay. Strix,
1: there's you feel something crawling around you and it turns out it's Juniper. Uh the, the mouse seems to be looking for a way right now, a way to get in your tummy. Uh, no <laughs> It's like trying to find your compartment. <laughs> uh, I'm like what
5: <laughs> I I just like register the mouse for a second and look over to what's I guess what's left of Evelyn, and she's just standing there and staring at it and just not even knowing what to say. Like, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not real. It's, this isn't real, right? It's not.
2: Right? will uh, will start either <coughs> using that blanket to form a sort of knapsack or even clearing things out of his backpack um, Okay. Your your yeah, backpack would probably start, be
1: easier to cool. collect we'll Start collecting
2: together okay. the um, pieces of Evelyn.
1: Yeah, you gather all the pieces together.
2: Yeah, uh, and then just try to find a way that they, we can transport them. Wait,
5: no, no, stop. Strace is like trying to stop him, like stop, no. Uh, this, no.
2: We're not leaving her here.
5: She just starts crying. She says, this can't be happening. It just can't. It really can't. She'll just sit on the ground in the pile. Okay. Just hold some of the pieces in her hands.
1: Yep. There's also Um, the sword that she had and her other weapons lying around as
4: well. You can collect those. uh, Sorry, Nate? Nate? Yeah, Paulton's just like it's. It, it's not. She'll be back. She, it, something's something's gonna happen. She's. She's stubborn. And she wouldn't. She wouldn't let it happen like this. Who's, like that'd be stupid. Who's wearing the protection rings? Death uh,
2: D- D- will be wearing one.
5: Mm-hmm. I think Strix had the other one last. <laughs> okay.
2: Alright. Uh, so th- after Paulton says that, uh, Dieth will say it's right, she's not gone. We know how this works. Anyone who perishes gets consumed by the Soulmonger, and their soul is gone. And too bad for that thing, he couldn't handle Evelyn. But her soul is not destroyed. It's not gone. And Diaz will remove a glove and show the Ring of Protection. We still have her soul. We can, I don't know how, or, I don't know, Strix, you know magic, maybe you know something, but we can still get her back.
5: I can't do this kind of magic. There's nothing we can do.
2: Then we'll find someone who can.
5: I figure there's a, there might be like a prayer that Evelyn says at night over her party. Mm -hmm. Like sort of like a, a hymn. And so when, she got, when everyone goes to bed, so Strix just starts to say it out loud, kind of like changing it in her own way. And she just says, uh, almost as, as Evelyn says it, she says, morning, Lord, thank you for Evelyn, the gift you left in your service. Bless her, her hands, and this, her body, to rest well for your good work. Bless those, these around her in her charge, and bless Dieth and Paulson and me, that they may pass the night, in warmth and safety, as the sun sets, may your light still shine from within us as we await the dawn. I don't think it's going to come, but we're going to wait anyway. And she just holds Juniper out. She doesn't pray because she thinks that's dumb. <laughs> She's going to hold <laughs> Juniper out anyway.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, occasionally you hear waffles just make a sound like you
2: right. still have to find a way out of here
5: near wait no i have an idea i do know magic i'm sorry i said i didn't and she'll cast um animate object on the armor
1: <laughs> Okay, um, so you cast the spell. I'm just checking to see if it's an action. I think it's an action. One gonna, action. You're going to what? She casts a spell <laughs> with just a, a quick verbal and somatic component, and then uh, the pieces of Evelyn kind of assemble themselves into a marionette-like form before you.
5: And she'll also take a piece of robe and cover up her eyes so they don't, like, doll, like, roll back in her head a bunch of times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So her head's sort of lolling around a bit as she assembles, and her arms are kind of ungainly assembling themselves.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And then she'll transform her staff into the lantern and just kind of put it in where a juniper usually sits so that there's a light inside of her.
1: Oh, okay, so there's this eerie, eerie green light pff, coming out through her trunk and as this thing is sort of shambling
4: around.
5: Strix is like, see, it's the best I could do.
4: Chris, uh, <laughs> knowing Animate object, I, I can, like, recognize what's happening instantly. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely.
4: I, I see this, and I turn to Strix. I'm just like, stop, knock it off.
5: I can't carry... None of us can carry it. It's too heavy.
4: It's this is that I don't. That's not right. That's messed up.
5: Do you want to put a shit over it? It can be a ghost.
4: (consens) Paulton doesn't actually laugh at that. Okay. grieving. Grieving. Um. Just like, how about, I don't know, can you,
1: ugh. You see it just sort of, ha- just there with its saggy shoulders, its head sort of off to one side, just standing, waiting for a command.
5: Uh, uh, I'll press to digitation, some uh, flowers over it.
4: Can I just, just I'm just like, all right, I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. how about, how about, <laughs> like, how about, how about this? Can I, can I cast uh, Invisibility on it? Uh, let me just check if it <laughs> affects... Some
5: a mess of spells on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I
4: don't want to look at
1: that. I'm just checking to see if it affects objects as well as creatures. do 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 It only affects creature.
4: So no. Okay. Right, this doesn't qualify All right. as a creature. All done,
5: I'm sorry. I'm still just make it fall apart. We'll just put it on the back of Waffles.
4: <laughs> all
1: right, so it all cascades down in a rain of metal back down yeah. to the floor.
2: I think I'm with Poulton on this one. I don't want to see sorry. you doing like that. No, you're trying to help. It's
4: it's fine. I don't just just it's done. So that that
1: works. All right, so you start take my to my lantern back. Okay, you take your lantern back and uh, you start to put pieces of her into Diaz's backpack, uh, so that it can be worn over, I guess, waffle. Right? What do you gonna do? Like,
2: you. Uh, if- I can use a little bit of rope between that, the bag, and maybe the backpack. Okay. Blacked up as much as possible and fashion a sort of waffle harness. Okay. Just kind of put over waffles.
1: All right. Waffle sits there and just waits until it's all sort of loaded on. Yeah. Uh,
2: then. And-
5: Rix is really crestfallen that no one liked her magic that she tried.
2: <laughs> and then... I uh, did. We're finding a way out of here, God damn it.
1: There's also the burnt... Husk of Simon still
4: lying on the floor. Yep.
3: Uh,
4: so is it? It's still like solid. It's not just like oh this. this Correct. Is it, he, wasn't, he wasn't.
1: He wasn't. He wasn't turned to dust or blown to pieces or uh, ripped pieces off. He was just badly scorched. He looks like a match tip basically.
4: Uh, Does so. it look salvageable? Uh, uh, make an uh, arcana check. Oh, good. Um, please. Oh, that is a nat 20. Oh. Well, <laughs> if, it, if it were, a, <laughs> yeah. My uh, dead son is how dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, if it was just a matter of like replacing a toy or a construct, you'd say this thing is really beyond salvation and you'd just want to build a new one. Um, but since Simon seemed to be, or at least have an uh, actual living soul or something inside him uh, giving him a semblance of real life, uh, you don 't believe that will work, so it 's possible he could be have like parts of him replaced, or that magic might be able to undo the damage. Uh. You're like,
4: okay. oh, that's gonna take more than a mending spell, but
1: uh, maybe not
4: much more. You know. Can can I also pack Simon's parts onto
1: waffles? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Waffles can amply carry both of those small figures.
4: I'm just like, I just like see, <laughs> just waffles carrying this Evelyn and Simon. I'm just like, okay, it's a temporary thing. <laughs> you just gotta get there. This is, this, is, this is fixable. This is, we've, we've dealt with worse, probably. I don't know. It's, it's good. All right. Anyway, where are we going? Uh, forward? Cool.
2: Let's go. One step at a time.
4: All right. I'm just going to start going.
1: Okay. Right. Um, as you begin to make your way forward, you see that uh, the passage ahead of you Seems to darken before your eyes. Almost like a creeping, no, ma- almost like a creeping magical darkness is just sort of swelling no, ahead no, of you. No, no, no,
5: no. And no, the, no.
1: as the as the candle sort of gets close to it, you can almost see the candlelight hitting the edge of the darkness, but not penetrating it.
2: That was
5: bad. Can I, can I try and dispel magic on that? Sure, can. All right, I'm gonna do that.
1: do do. do uh, you are automatically successful. As you cast of Magic, the darkness seems to retreat away from it, and you see what you saw before, which is a tunnel going on for about another 30 feet and then coming to a T, where it's going to go left and right.
5: Who cast this darkness?
1: You didn't see.
5: Oh, that's not good. That means someone's here, or something is here.
1: You can make perception checks if you want. I would like to. Yeah. See if you detect, hear, see, smell, anything I nearby.
5: A, I got a dirty 20. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, I got a natural 20. Oh, wow. Ho, ho. 18.
1: That's, okay. Total
2: 31.
1: You all feel the presence of something nearby. Um, uh, you hear what almost sounds like a, a flapping robe, like somebody withdrawing or retreating.
2: Which direction is it coming from, or where is it going?
4: To the right
2: Motherfucker.
4: I had a view into the right. Yeah. Did I sense the the ring coming in here? Right. You did. That has passed. You uh, no
1: longer sense it.
2: Um. Hmm. Can I hasten my way forward and just try to peer around the corner, see if I can see anyone sneaking off or doing some shit?
1: Uh, you sure can. Uh, when you hurry around the corner, you peer. You can see that the tunnel goes about 30 feet and then bends to the left but standing at the corner sort of turning around to look back at you is what you think is death a black robed figure with a skull like face
2: uh... Really want to say something snarky at him, but I don't think it's a good idea to do so in the face of death.
4: Paulton's just like, well, do you see him? What's there? What, what's going on?
2: Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I
4: see him. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to where D.F. is.
1: Okay, D.F., as uh, Paulton comes up alongside you and peers around the corner. Uh, you see that figure retreat down the hall out of view. It sort of does this kind of weird spin around, like turn its back on you and then kind of spin around the corner. Uh, and the last, you, all you see, Palton, is like a little bit of torn fabric of a black tattered robe disappear around the next corner.
4: Was that, was that them? Who was that? What was that?
1: And then you both hear <laughs> the,
4: Who's cackling? <laughs> Who dares cackle at me? <laughs> What's going on? What was that? Do you know him?
2: No, I don't know him. Or her.
1: Paulton, your candle goes out.
5: Oh, no. Shit. His Strix will run up behind them.
4: Okay. It's okay. I have... <laughs> an- <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. I'm about annoying. to pull out another candle. I'm just say, like, oh. She's
3: just like,
4: no, put it away. <laughs> okay. All right. Evelyn.
1: You are being tossed up into the air. It is a bright, sunny morning. And as you reach the apex of your upward journey, you begin to fall. And then someone catches you. And you look into the eyes of your father. And he is smiling and he throws you up into the air again. Your face sort of beams in the sunlight and then you come back down into his arms. And you're, you seem to be laughing and he is laughing as well.
3: I recognize this as something that has happened before, right?
1: Yeah, you, this, you're, you're a child and this is your, this is a memory of your dad.
3: I yell, Daddy, and I wrap my arms around his neck. All right. Snuggle into
1: him. And he, uh, he does the same thing, and he says, Sunlight. And uh, I giggle. Yep. Yeah, uh, you can see, uh, as you're being spun around in his arms, uh, the memories flood back into you of the, the place you grew up and just how sort of beautiful and serene it was, um, kind of out of the way, off the beaten path. Uh, very much a natural place uh, and everything kind of has a, a, an organic natural shape to it and the, the sun is as warm on you that, as you've ever remembered it before um, but even more uh, so uh, the warmth of your father and just the smell of him is something you haven't remembered in a long, long time. And he says, one more for good luck. Yes. All right. Here we go. You ready? All right. Grab the sun this time. And he throws you up in the air. And you, you just sort of reach up toward the ball of morning light in the sky. And as you do, you land in another place. Uh, you can see that you are on the side of a grassy hill. And there is a big blooming tree covered with blossoms, pink blossoms, on top of the hill. And there is a swing hanging down from one of the branches of the tree. And there is a child swinging in the swing and a woman pushing the child from behind. And they seem to be laughing gaily and having a great time. You can also hear the sound of other children in the area, but sort of further down the hill. And you can see some heads bopping up and down in flower fields and from behind rocks like they're playing some sort of game down below. But up here on the, on the hillside, there's this tree, this swing, this boy, and this woman. And you look around, you don't see your father. And you are as you were before you became a construct.
3: Do I recognize the woman or the boy?
1: Yes. The woman is, when you gaze at her, at first you're not exactly sure who she is. Part of it is because the sun is sort of coming a bit from behind them, so they're a little backlit. Uh, but as you make your way toward them and you start to hear her voice, she is Zaras, the priest you met in the soulmonger, but when you look at her, she looks like she's about 40 years younger. Still, you know, a middle-aged woman, um, but not the gray-haired, feeble-looking woman you saw mere moments ago. The young boy is the one that she was... Is now the flesh and blood version of the specter you saw back in The Soulmonger, who she was looking after. And he's in the swing having a grand old time. And when she sees you, Zaras, she waves.
3: I call out to her, <laughs>
1: She walks
3: over and I say, Where are
1: we? Where do you think? I told Dortimer that the Morning Lord would protect us, and for once I was right. <laughs> Well, I imagine
3: you're, you're right a lot of the time. But oh, mentioned no. I'm your
1: biggest fan. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often I'm wrong. You'd think wisdom would come with years, but I made more mistakes in my last 20 years of life than I did in my first 20.
3: Well, and who's this? I hold my hand out to the boy.
1: I'm Dortimer. Dortimer and Kathra. Pleased to meet
3: you, Dortimer.
1: And uh, um, he smiles.
3: I asked the rest. Do you you know what happened?
1: Well, we weren't annihilated. Had your soul been annihilated, you wouldn't be here. Neither would I. None of us would be.
3: I guess I just... I didn't really know what to expect once we got here, here.
1: As you look around, you can see there are beautiful peaks and mountains, uh, birds singing. It's like perpetual spring. Uh, it's like the sweetest moment of springtime all around you.
3: A second ago, I saw, I saw my dad. Have, do you, have you seen a, a real jolly-looking blonde guy around?
1: No. But he sounds very tantalizing. <laughs>
3: I mean, I suppose.
1: <laughs> oh, forgive me. I'm actually beyond such things now, aren't I? And she looks around I mean, at I this place. I really
3: don't know how it works up here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she says, Some say that the soul is the greatest gift that the multiverse can bestow upon a person. And you, Evelyn, saved thousands of souls. I've heard, I mean, mu- I've heard murmurings of sainthood.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, you, <laughs> you thought of it just as much as I did. It wasn't just me. You were the one with the worm and the apple thing. And, you know, and I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even known what to do if not for...
1: I've offered so many prayers to the Morning Lord over the years, he owed me one. <laughs>
3: I suppose that's true. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't even be who I am or know the things I know without the, the friends I left behind, so.
1: Um, as you're talking to her, you can see that there is sort of a faint, very, very faint aura around her. At first, you thought it was just the sunlight coming up from behind her, but it's not true. She has her own aura. Um, and so does the boy, and so do the kids f- farther down the hill, and uh, so do you. Um, your aura and the boy's aura is sort of a silvery color. Zaressa's is bright gold.
3: Ooh. We're glowing. Hmm. yes. How come yours is gold?
1: I died a natural death. The years took me at the appointed hour. This is where I belong now and hereafter. But you, you died an unnatural (laughs) death. Like Dortimer, you're only here till you're not.
3: What do you mean?
1: It means there is a path back to the mortal world for you.
3: Like for sure?
1: Well, no, nothing's for sure. Well... But there is... For instance, I knew powerful spells that could bring one back from the afterlife to the mortal world. If I felt that they had purpose there and had reason to return, it was not beyond my means.
3: I bet I know someone who could do
1: that, too. I bet you do.
3: Well, do you think it's it's right to go back once you've been here? Like, isn't here where you're supposed to be?
1: Here will always be here.
3: That's
1: true. We will always think, be waiting for you, my dear.
3: Do you think that while I'm here, I could maybe see Lavender? Do you think I could, like, just, like, say hi real quick?
1: Do you, do you think you're not looking at him now? Here, the, the light on your face, the grass under your feet, oh. the song in the air. He yeah, I
3: is here. I just, when I saw him before, he was just a, a, a really handsome blonde guy holding a baby, and I just thought maybe he'd look like that again, but I totally see what you mean now.
1: <laughs> and you do feel the sun on you, and you do feel that the sunlight here is infinitely deeper and has, has a, a, sublim, a sublime quality to it that you just can't find in the real world. Like, you do feel like uh, Lethander is touching you with his light here, whereas before you could say those words... But it was hard to, it could sometimes be hard to believe. Here it is absolutely true.
3: Mm, That feels nice.
1: She says to you, or first she says, Daughter, why don't you go and play with the other children? And he does. He gets off a swing and he goes and he turns, he gets about about ten feet down the hill. Then he turns back to you and waves at you and says, bye.
3: I'll tell you a dad joke when you come back. I, I had a friend that taught me some, I think.
1: And uh, then Zaresor tells you in confidence, I think he'll be going back to the other world soon.
3: You think so? Yes. It'd be such a shame if he didn't. What a, what a sweet little boy. Hmm.
1: You ask questions about whether you belong here. I wouldn't dwell on such things.
3: Why not? You should,
1: you're young. You should live in the moment.
3: I have read a lot of scriptures that say that. I guess sometimes I just forget.
1: She says, "I'm going to share with you something that I've learned." But first, I, I wish have I had
3: a- something to write it down with. Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but first, I have a question for you: is there is there any th- is there any reason for you to return?
3: Well, I mean, my only reason for existing is to serve the Morning Lord, of course. Mm. So if he maybe thought that I could continue serving him by protecting the people that I was with, like I was before, I'd sure be happy to do that.
1: Why should it be his decision?
3: Well, because he's the Morning Lord. So? <laughs> She's, like, looking around like this is sacrilege. <laughs> like, I mean, isn't not thats that... Isn't that point of being a paladin of Lysander that you, you give your life over to his service and you're, you're his
1: What, slave?
3: Bond slave?
1: No, I don't think so I think that as the light he will sometimes help you light a path if you don't know which way to go but beyond that why would he make that decision for you? Doesn't he trust you? Of course he does.
3: Huh. You think Lathander trusts me?
1: Have you given him reason not to? I don't think so. Well, there you are.
3: But, but how do you know what to do if you don't just do whatever Lathander wants?
1: Well, you try things. You make choices, and sometimes they're wrong.
3: Oh, I've done
1: that. I'm sure you have. (laughs) As have I. Probably more often than you.
3: Hmm. Well, you've given me something to think about, that's for sure.
1: Well, at the risk of giving you too much to think about, consider this. The greatest gift is not the soul. The,
3: the greatest gift is not the soul? No. What is the greatest gift?
1: She looks around.
3: Love. <gasps> I thought you'd say love, I love not When you say love, I like that.
1: <laughs> and she says, for what? A waste is a soul that can't experience love. What is a soul without a soulmate? Well, a rather lonely soul.
3: What?
1: A rather lonely one.
3: Well, if that's the case, I sure have a lot of loving left to do. I love you. I love Dortimer. I love people back where we came from very much. And I bet, I bet Lathander wants me to keep on loving them as hard as I can, as long as I can.
1: What do you want?
3: Am I supposed to want things? It's, it's all new for me. I'm trying real hard to learn how to want things.
1: Forget the Morning Lord for the moment and ask yourself, what do you want? He's going to love you and be happy with you, whatever you decide. He'll probably be happiest if you decide for yourself.
3: I've always kind of wanted a puppy. That's one thing I know I want. Is that what you mean? Like a gift?
2: Sure, a
3: puppy. Or did you mean like more of like a, like a, like a wand, like a grander? Like, I don't know.
4: It's your life.
3: (laughs) I feel like I've disappointed you. I don't know. I
1: Disappointed me? No. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. You got us here.
3: Well, ever since I was little... Where
1: would I I be if you were not there to save us all? I would be nowhere.
3: Well, you're saying... Ever since I was, like, what, you know, little kid. And then I just sent, I was sent to the, you know, to learn how to be a paladin. And I Uh learned all about Lathander and I learned what I was supposed to do. And then I got really good at doing that. And I know how to know what I'm supposed to want. But now, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to want what I want. And it's just a very big thing to learn how to do. And I don't know, because the things that I wanted got in the way of the things that I should want and then I thought maybe I shouldn't want those things anymore so I was trying not to want them but now you're saying I should maybe want them but then what if that makes the things I don't want to happen happen because of what I want being what I don't want?
1: Maybe you shouldn't overthink it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: Consider this. The Morning Lord likes certain things, goodness, birth, the light. If you believe in those same things, then you have already done enough for him. Take what you feel is important to you and what you feel is important to him and make them both part of who you are.
3: I see what you're
1: saying. Don't lean too far into your belief in him at the expense of leaning into your belief in yourself.
3: So maybe maybe it's not necessarily such a bad thing that I've always kind of dreamed of maybe being like my mom and dad and finding someone to share my life with and be my life mate. Maybe that's not so bad.
1: Not so bad to me. She says, another way to look at it is you have two legs. One of them, you step forth to the betterment of the Morning Lord, and one of them, you step forth to the betterment of yourself. And you have many more steps in you, my dear. Big, towering steps.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: Two legs, one head. (laughs)
3: I wish
2: Evelyn knew where
1: her head was right now. Smash cut to Evelyn's head. Smash cut to Evelyn's head, bouncing sort of like a bauble or ornament off the side of Waffle's galumphing body uh, as uh, she pulls up the rear, as it were, um, um, waiting expectantly to see where Diath, Pulton, and Strix go next. The three of you are peering around a darkened hallway. You heard... Uh, the, the, the death shape cackle off into the darkness what do you want to do next
2: uh, turn to Paulton and I'll say how would you feel about taking down the one responsible for all of this Uh who goes back over his notes real fast. Remember the soulmonger that's created by a Serarak. Right. That? that. I think that was him. That? that. Oh, all right. Fuck, yeah. And Paul <laughs> just <laughs> keeps going. Okay.
4: <laughs> all right. Uh, like, Paul you was charging ahead. Strix, you've got the lights. So you're trying
1: to keep up.
5: Yeah. Uh, as soon as she hears it's a <laughs> Sararac, she's just like... Wait, no. I don't, I, we haven't even rested a full time.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, she's right. All right. <laughs> we can't just let him get away. I don't
5: know enough magic to to fight that.
4: We uh, don't need magic. We're going to we're going to talk to this fella.
5: Yeah.
4: Oh. Oh, we need to talk. Oh, This Although
5: I don't know magic and you guys didn't
4: like my magic. <laughs> your, ma- your magic's great. It's just it was it was, you know, like not there's a time and place.
5: She, she has no hope. She's like it's like the shadow fell like has started affecting her again, but oh, it's no. literally just like her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Just
5: like she just looks like so sad and crestfallen from just evil and dying and ooh, no one like can imagine.
1: As you uh, round the corner, you see now I should mention that this new hallway in which you find yourself, unlike the entrance hall which sort of had this weird kind of hexagonal shape, this is more like a rectangular or square corridor about 10 feet by 10 feet or so, um, just carved out of the stone. And as you make your way around the corner and you peer to where he has gone, you can see him just ahead of you, and there's another corner with another left turn. So left turn, left turn. Um, And he stops as he notices, as he hears you guys chasing after him, and he's standing at the next corner, about 50 feet away from you.
2: He's leading us.
1: And now you can all see in the darkness or in the, in the green light from the lantern that he looks like death. He's a skeletal figure in a
4: black, uh, sort of torn, tattered robe. Paul's like charging him all <laughs> confident until he sees that. He's like, ah, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He's leading uh. us right
2: into a trap or something. So it I would mean,
5: seem. Ha- <laughs> I'm just, just gonna lay my face into waffles <laughs>
1: Okay. yeah you bury your face into a soft fur <laughs>
4: Okay. and then the uh, oh sorry Paul's just like well at least we're being led somewhere and we're not just like
2: being idle because I don't know where we're going wait hold on wait if he's here did we does that mean we're not in the Shadowfell did we make it back
5: I guess we keep following and We don't have
1: anything else. Okay. As you as Strix advances toward him, he goes around the next corner, um, bolts away from you, and you round the next corner, and it's just like the same thing. He's about 50 feet away at another corner going left. By this time, just based on your own sense of the geometry, you're kind of doing a square and starting to loop back around.
5: the heck? This guy sucks.
4: <laughs> like, I don't like this. I don't okay. like this circled garbage.
5: Wait, I have an idea. Okay. I'm going to whisper it so that he doesn't hear it because I feel like he, might like he might like being a troll. So, <laughs> okay. Well, two of us will, well, Waffles and I will stay here. Both you, D.F.U. and Paulton, follow him. And then when he gets back here, I'll just try to polymorph him.
2: This is an actual circle, right? I, um,
5: as far as we can tell.
2: Paul's
4: just like, well, a ridiculous plan is better than no plan. Let's go.
5: I can also set a tripwire.
2: I like the tripwire idea. Cool. I don't know how to do that. You're going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. That's better to lay a trap like that. Who knows? Maybe he can... He disappears the or out the corner. Won't work ...or it might resist it or something. <sighs>
4: I'm going to actually use, if I could, I want to cast, mis- I want to try and like go back a corner so he doesn't actually see me. Okay. And I want to cast mislead. Okay. And I want my mislead copy to keep chasing him. And then I will actually just stay put. Okay. But before right. I do, that, I'm going to tell him, be like, like, guys, just don't move. So like, they, they just see me walk off. Yeah.
2: Wait, what? You
4: can do that? Yeah. Yeah. He he becomes
1: invisible at the same time a double of him appears where he's standing, so it looks like there's no change at all. You just see him start to walk around. Um, I
5: don't know magic anymore.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't even tell him. Just, like, just stay here. Okay. Okay. I do that. I see if
1: he keeps going. Um, Now, now that Paulton doesn't have a... I guess he could have an illusory light source, so, yeah, he... does seem to have a light source with him as he goes. A candle. Okay, and the rest of you are just going to wait to see, just let Paulton go off on his own?
2: Just watch, kind of watch the corner to see if we end up, like, making, like, a full loop or something.
1: Okay. Um... And Paulton, can you see through your double's eyes? You can see through its eyes and hear through its ears, as if you were there. That's great. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. That's rad. That's dope. All right. Uh, So as you follow this black-clad specter around, uh, he leads you all the way back to the entrance tunnel, and then he makes a beeline out. Like,
4: he's running out of this place. And, like, how far was, how long did that take to get from where I cast that to, like, back to the entrance? So that would be um, about 80 feet. Uh, Okay, so Paulton just, like, instantly just appears back where he was standing. He's like, he's making a break for it, we gotta go. And just, like, guns it in the path. Back Uh, where you came, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move.
1: All right, you go lump uh, with uh, Waffles uh, and uh, make your way back toward the entrance, rounding uh, a corner. Then as you get back to the entrance tunnel, you can see that this Death is standing at the far mouth of the tunnel, basically with the beach and the water and the ruined ships behind him. And... Uh, He turns and stops there as you all pile into the tunnel behind him, and he says,
4: I am free. Excuse me? No, you're not. Can I persuade (laughs) him? You're just gonna use a persuasion check to tell tell him he's not free? Okay. No, I'm very confident in it, like I know something. (laughs) Um... That would be a dirty twenty. He's like, he he sort of looks
1: around. He kind of looks over his uh, shoulder back toward the the beach and the ruined ships, and and the 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 cold air of freedom blowing his robes around, and then uh, he says. No, I do appear to be free. (laughs) But he says,
4: but he stops and says, What do you mean I'm not? I was just like, you fell for the illusion of freedom, but you are not where you think. He turns around kind of alarmed
1: and looks, says, it looks real to me.
4: That's the point, fool. What have you done?
2: Judith <laughs> looks back at Strix during all of this and just gives her <laughs> one of these faces.
5: Is that, the, is that the polymorphin face?
2: No, it's like I, I guess we're going with it.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's all fake. <laughs> no, and, why uh, else do you think there's an owl bear here? Waffles, do something funny. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, jeez. Hmm.
5: Does she do, like, the dancing bear?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, yeah, she'll just sort of rear up on her hind legs and do a little sort of pirouette.
5: Yeah, like, that makes no sense!
1: (laughs) The skeleton just sort of tips his head as he looks at that uh, furry behemoth behind you doing that little pirouette. Uh, Paulton's just like... And uh, you can see the skeleton starts to cast a spell.
2: Oh no! Counter spell. Uh-huh.
1: Do you uh,
2: yeah. determine what it is first?
1: Don't care. Don't care. Counter spell. Don't care. Don't care. All right.
5: And I try to make eyes of pulp and like be ready to also cast one of those.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. Um, counter spell. If the creature is casting a third-level spell or lower, the spell fails. The spell fails. No! No, your your spell works. I'm sorry. Your counterspell failed his spell. Uh, So his little thing goes pop, pop, pop,
4: and nothing happens. Sick. Okay. Paulton's then just like, you thought that you led us into a trap, but we're seven steps ahead of you, and you fell into our counter trap. (laughs) All right. when you when you when you let us in here and we faced all the trials we did even our party members dying that was all part of the plan Ooh,
2: maybe a little too strong buddy
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like oh, whose plan I don't even know you.
4: I I just like Leo Diaz. I'm like What have you got against me? What do we have against him? <laughs>
5: <laughs> the death curse?
4: The death curse right. The death curse. <laughs> <laughs> the what? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I
5: don't know? Is he old? Is he barbie?
4: I'm, really, I'm really confused. I thought I thought this would write itself. Okay. Really, really
5: Are you the legendary uh, lich uh, note, uh, acererak? No. I don't think are, it's him.
2: Are
4: y- are you not death? He says, "I am death." Like literal death. Like you take people who are living when they are not living anymore.
2: Correct.
5: Ah, Sarak would be better! Strix just (laughs) like hides behind waffles.
2: What are you doing here? I was trapped in here.
1: A prisoner of the Balhanoth.
2: We slayed that. We freed you. It was us. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes.
4: But not entirely, because, again, you are not free at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Release me. I have work to do.
2: Can you do On one condition.
4: First? Well, hold What? Wait, what's the condition? All the well, souls. Waffles is still pirouetting. Walton's <laughs> <laughs> has also been holding his hands up like he's actually doing something. <laughs> right, yes. This yeah. is a,
5: can I just say this is just a Monty Python
2: skin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deeth will say, all the souls that you would claim, all the ones that you would take to the afterlife to bring to rest, all the ones that you would take have been being stolen from you, taken by the death curse and fed into an unborn god. Not only do we free you, We ourselves have taken care of that god. Too much exposition. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you help us get out of here? (laughs) We need to leave the Shadowfell. Not only did we free you, but if you could help free us from the Shadowfell. Why would you want to leave all this?
5: It's not really our color.
2: Oh, we're we're just going on vacation. We're going to come back.
1: He says, You're looking for a
2: shadow crossing. Yes.
5: Strix like holds up the little raven foot and she's like, let us to death. See actual death. Actual death.
3: The actual death. Oh, Chris Perkins, you've done
1: it again. Uh, and he says,
4: Oh well, that's remarkably easy. Is that all? No. It is not. We'll need one more thing from you. You take those and you bring death. But can you unbring uh, death? Can you can you undo a death? Can you de-dedify? Why would I want to do that? Because we you want your you. freedom. Because you want to get out of here. I offer the ultimate freedom. If you want to stay here, then that's fine. No, 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 no.
5: Strix will peek behind Paul and be like, Are you a fan of the Dust Men?
4: Great band, love their music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't that's sidetrack. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. There is, there's someone who was just taken. It wasn't me. Didn't say it was you. It wasn't. Okay, cool. Wasn't you. Wasn't saying it was you. But I'm saying... (laughs) No one's pointing fingers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I am, but this is because of the curse that is on you. It was one of the other deaths. The, What? The, uh, i can't kill uh, everybody right okay yeah that is a bit. okay what i'm saying is can you undo a death regardless of if you were responsible for said death like i'm some sort of anti-death
5: yeah, it's a yeah. resurrection spell.
4: Ugh. That's the word, resurrection.
5: This <laughs> <laughs> is like pulling her hair. I'm like, it's a
4: resurrection. Spell. I'm getting tired. I'm gonna switch right now. I am not called life. Do I look like life to you? No,
5: but you look like you know magic. Do you have a scroll or something, or somewhere we can buy a scroll? Maybe if you let us out in a shadow crossing. His, his, his
1: shoulders just sort of get a little slack, <laughs> and he just sort of looks down at himself and kind of looks back up to you. Do I need a scythe to paint you a picture?
5: <laughs> that would help, actually. That we wouldn't have gotten you confused with all the other undead things, evil dead things that are after us. Uh,
1: I cannot us bring anybody back to life. Ah, so well, what then, good are you?
5: Let us out at a shadow crossing at somewhere where we can buy a scroll to bring our friend back to life. That would be grand. Thank you, barmy death person.
2: Thing. Or if you happen to know where a one Mr. Fox resides. <laughs> That would also be acceptable.
4: Getting real specific with these demands right now.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> want to bring someone back from life when you asked of death.
4: Yeah, but you know, I, it's not like I, I was like, okay, can we also, like, GPS this bitch? I was just like, make someone not Oh, down. my God. Uh, we, just uh, want,
2: <laughs> we want a shadow crossing, please. Shadow crossing, yes.
1: <laughs> you see him sort of look over. He sort of looks over the edge and kind of looks down and says,
4: <laughs> not far enough. <laughs> I'm just like, well, um, I can send you back to your happy little place away from the Shadowfell. Great. Do we have your word? Yes. And do, I, do Oh, yeah. Do I feel like he's lying? You can make an insight check.
1: Mm, okay.
2: I sure as heck am. Mm, not good. 17.
1: Hard to get a read got- on the death visage. <laughs> <laughs> <I got> the <laughs> you know, hard to betray emotions when you don't have a face.
5: I got a 19 because I got really close. So I'm trying to feel a bit yeah. of his
1: robe. Is is yeah? <laughs> he's gonna creep up there, like yeah. crawling, crawling across the floor like a yeah. cockroach until you I can really basically. I
5: really want a piece of his. You pull robe. out
1: your night scissors and just mm-hmm. take a corner off his
4: robe, and he's yeah. he's just like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, so bef- before I like like undo the spell, mm-hmm. I w- I'm gonna do a little intimidation. Okay. Like I'll have you know that this. Isn't even the full extent of my power. And if you are lying to us, we'll be back. And it'll be far worse than any imprisonment you've ever experienced. And I will I will just think. Yep. (laughs) So that is the
1: fifteen? Okay. Um he says I, uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, yeah, whatever you like. That all sounds good to me. There okay. is there.:
5: fair. I, th- I feel like we're just harassing an old man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I'm um, just trying to make sure we get as Strix, as you sort of snipped a piece of his robe and started to crawl away, you see that uh, on his person... Um, he doesn't have much he literally is a skeleton clad in a tattered robe Uh, but you do see sort of fastened or or in what is kind of like a loop on the inside of his torn robe is uh, a pair of scroll tubes that seem to be bound together with some sort of piece of cloth or something and there are ruinic inscriptions on the tubes it looks like an ancient, ancient receptacle that he's been carrying around with him
2: Oh, do it. Steal from death. Strix. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to. Your camera you. froze for a second. What'd you oh, say? Oh,
5: no. Strix is just like, what's that? And points at the tube.
1: <laughs> uh, he looks at it and it says, that's my naughty and nice list.
2: Oh.
5: I don't want that. <laughs> 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 Who's on
4: which? Who's on which?
2: Uh, <laughs> don't need to confirm anything I already know.
4: No. Paul in here is I so. just like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, before I kill myself, why don't we get this over with?
4: Yes, please. Let's do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Sex>. <laughs> I can send you across with a touch.
1: Ooh. Uh, or I can send you back to where the crossing
4: actually is.
5: Yeah, I really don't want you touching us.
4: That sound, that, that, where, where the crossing was, that sounds okay, right?
2: Yeah, we really return to the crossing, then we just go back exactly where we were back to dragon bait, back to everything else that's waiting for us. Yeah, let's do that. Yes,
4: please don't touch us. That's <laughs> ah, fine with
1: me. <laughs> it's not like I wanted to touch you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just like, <laughs> not, yes, like we yes. to, not like we wanted to not like we want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> end your spell. Paul didn't end it. Just like very well. <laughs> very well. <laughs> uh <It's your>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait a
4: moment. <laughs> There was no magic. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> no, there wasn't. Yes, there was. No, there wasn't. The magic's so powerful that it seems real. No, if, no, no, if, no. If you let me finish. No! This was a lie, a deception. Oh. Are you going back on your word then?
2: No. Us freeing you was not a deception.
4: I am too old for this shit.
2: Same.
5: Uh, Same!
1: (laughs) He says, so you're sure you want to go through the other way? Fine. Go back. Break through the inner wall.
2: Okay. Which which inner wall?
1: See that wall behind you? Yeah. Break through it. it.
2: Done. I got it.
1: Or walk walk all the way around. (laughs) Once.
2: Okay. Do you
5: have any advice before we leave death? (laughs) Especially for someone who's just really tired.
4: Like, I don't know, like don't smoke or something.
5: No, don't. Just
4: Pray you don't meet another of my kind again.
5: Why are, are you the nice one?
1: This was an accidental meeting. Got the next it. time you see one of us, it won't be. Unless you find someone else like me who's been trapped somehow, in which case I guess in that particular case. <laughs> <laughs> it will not it will be another accidental meeting with death. Noted.
5: Right. Thank, thank you.
2: Alright, we're done here. Let's I'm go sorry. everyone
1: please don't come sooner because we're annoying, and I walk away. <laughs> and you hear him go, I freaking use and, and he disappears from sight. All right, uh, what are you going to do? Make your way just around? Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. You get halfway around um, when a trap door opens onto your feet, literally about 20 feet ahead of where you guys stopped previously. And you can all make dexterity saving throws.
5: Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) but...
2: Okay. So this is a trap, though?
1: This is a trap, though.
2: Great. So thanks to my dungeon-doubler feat, I have advantage versus traps.
4: Outstanding. I have an 18. Groovy.
2: Wow. I got a
5: three.
4: Okay. Oh, I 15. guess. All right. Really quick, like, before this, like, as we were walking away, as death, like, rounds the court, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Like, I just blushed death. What the fuck, dude? Just, like, trying to fathom what just happened.
1: Uh, so as you're walking along, death, you're like, you hear this, and you're like, your scooby reflexes come into play. You leap up off the pit and Paulton actually sort of teeters a bit and then nimbly leaps to the side. What happens is, as you're walking along the floor, it it drops out underfoot and sort of drops at a slant so that you see Strix hit the slant and then slide off to the side down a chute. She just promptly disappears from view into the darkness, taking her lantern with her.
5: Save yourselves!
1: (laughs) So the light, the green light, disappears with Strix down the chute. Strix, almost immediately you pop out of the chute and you're kind of in a free-for-all, a uh, free-fall, oh. I should say, um, falling down a shaft of some kind.
5: Um,
1: so the chute no. kind of spills into a shaft.
5: Broom? Turn my lantern into a broom really quick?
1: So that would be an action, so no. Okay, um, well, but if you have a reaction, you can do that. Um, like a feather fall spell or something.
5: I know, I'm just falling.
1: Okay. You, Whee! after about 20 feet, All right. you hit something soft and mushy. Uh, and something sticks in your eye, but it's kind of also kind of soft and mushy. Oh, and then you I begin to sink I down into this, and as the light um, shines around, you see you have fallen into a pit of rotting corpses.
5: Oh, well, I, uh, I'm used to that. So, I, I'm not phased at all.
1: No. So, all these sort of <laughs> horrible, rotting things, and the stench is overpowering. And DF and Paulton, you suddenly, the waft of the stench comes up uh, the chute. Yeah. Uh,
5: Strix is like, there's a bunch of debtors in here. I'll be fine.
4: Paul's just like, look, if it startled you and you farted, you don't have to hide it from <laughs> us.
2: <laughs> Strix, can you get out?
5: I think so. I turn my lantern into a broom now. Okay. And I will shake all the corpse bits off of me. So I think about keeping uh, some, and then I'm just like, you know what? No.
1: Everybody got
5: part of death's room.
1: What's odd about this, Strix, and you realize it right away, is these all appear to be fresh, which is strange, given that this place is sort of kind of locked up and desolated, like there's nothing around here. You don't know where these bodies could have come from. It is at that moment when suddenly something falls from the ceiling and lands right next to you with a splat. Pull and on. it appears to be a fresh corpse.
5: Oh. Hmm.
1: And then it, it just starts it just starts hole. to sort of sink into the mass. You're not sure. Hmm. It's possible uh, it, it's possible that you fell out of the chute and down like and there's something higher up. And in fact, when you look up with your dark vision, you can see the shaft goes up higher than where you spilled out of.
5: All right. This, this, might be a way out. Uh, I'm gonna check it out. Just don't move. So I'll get on my broom. What? Actually, no. Yeah, I'll get on my broom and just kind of like fly up the shaft to see if I can see anything.
1: Okay. Uh, you do see about 20 feet higher than where you came out of. There is just roof. Um, oh. The shaft comes to a dead end. There's no indication of where the body fell from.
5: Hmm. Huh. Sir, can I do an Arcana check, maybe, to sure. think, think why this would be happening?
1: At this point in time, the okay. trap door... Ah.
3: Oh, no, come on!
1: <laughs> ...resets itself.
5: Fine, uh, can just
2: find the switch again.
5: Uh, I got an 18.
1: Uh, your best guess is there is some residual magical energy up here, like maybe there's a gate that opens periodically that spills these things out. Got it. Or, right. or, you know, some creature has the ability to basically teleport corpses to this place, and this is where they fall and decompose.
5: Right. I'm thinking it might, since death led us here, maybe it's a shadow crossing of some sort. It could be. Um, all right, then.
2: We didn't know that shadow crossing these places of a high concentration of death.
5: That is true. As you scream that down the shaft.
1: <laughs> you can't hear them at all anymore, Holly, because you right. are totally now yeah. contained within the shaft. There's no exit.
5: Okay. Um, I'm just going to wait here for a second and just see if I can see what happens when the corpse falls through.
1: Okay. Uh, you don't have to wait very long, maybe about 20 seconds or so, when, when a, a corpse literally just sort of falls out of the ceiling. Um, all right. In that moment, the ceiling kind of takes on an almost insubstantial quality.
5: Okay, that's it. That's it. That's the shadow crossing. All right, I'll zoom back down and back up and see that the door is closed on me, and you start hearing scratching and panic going,
2: I'll try to find the same pressure plate or trigger or whatever it was that opened up the trap door and just press that again.
1: Okay, yeah, you can basically trip the trap again. Given your, yeah. given your um, unique skills, you can do it without putting yourself in any jeopardy. Good. And when it opens, the ramp is there. Uh, you see waffles kind of look at it and... I
5: don't know how we're going to get waffles up there. Oh. Oh, polymorph, that's how we're going to do it. Okay, we're gonna get listen. Everyone up there. Listen, here's what we have to do. Number one, I need more spells, because I don't have enough. But there's a shadow crossing in there. As long as we can rest, and I can do my magic again, I can polymorph everyone, all of you, and waffles, into bats or birds or something. We need to fly through the ceiling down there.
4: Uh, Chris, would I be able to levitate things that cannot fly? That's right. Sorry, I always
5: forget that you know magic. I'm okay. a bad friend. Do, 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 do. A little bit. Not,
4: it's not
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one creature or object of your choice, so yes. Uh, now you can only do one at a time. That's the tricky part.
4: Would that... It's like, does that work if we just one at a time it? Does that not work?
5: No, that does work. You can fly. Mm-hmm. Waffles can levitate. You're just the only one who's going to have to be polymorphed if you're fine with that.
2: Is there any way we can make this easier? Like, from where you were down in the shaft, do you think you could kind of point in the general direction of where that was?
5: Yeah, you could probably climb it.
2: No, um, I'm thinking more of a direct path. I'm confused. As I say I'm trying to say I'm going to take this whole fricking wall down.
5: Oh, uh, yeah, yes, I think so.
2: Yeah. Well Otherwise, if that's too tough, we can try going back to the wall that Death pointed out earlier and just knock that one down.
5: Well, I, I, I could see the shadow crossing; it's right there. It might be filled with corpses, but it's not a bad sign.
2: <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I'm gonna try to use the horn of blasting to make a more, I guess, easier entrance or whatever to like the shaft, rather than having to like slide down and go up mm-hmm. or whatever
1: to Uh, blow out the wall in front of you.
2: Yeah, because then I might just be able to climb out of it or something. Right. So, using uh, Strix as as guidance to point me in the general direction to to toot.
1: Make your percentage roll for explosion.
2: Uh Yep, I'm scared. Okay. 21.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) All right, you were one point away from that thing blowing up in your face. (laughs) <laughs> probably, taking, probably taking your face with it. Uh, yes. Please
3: don't come join me, Diaz. I have conversations to have.
1: Yeah, the 20% chance of blowing up uh, avoided narrowly. All right, so scary. the horn blasts, the wall breaks and falls downward, leaving a gaping hole in the, in the top part of the shaft. Um, and thus, you're, you can see as soon as the hole is made, Diaz, that you're actually pretty close to the shaft ceiling at that point.
2: Oh, great. So uh, way easier.
1: Yeah, and easier. Evelyn? Yes, uh, you're in a far more well-lit place.
3: Yeah, Zares was, like, kind of wrapping up the conversation. But I think Evelyn has been, like, you know, she was in heaven, so she was a little bit starstruck. And she's like, not really realizing what had happened. But I think as she's having this conversation about, like, what she wants and she was talking about these people she was protecting, it occurs to her that when she last saw her friends, they were, like, wrapped in tentacles and about to be eaten by a giant... That's
1: right, yes.
3: ...scary monster. Yeah. So she's like, um... Is the rest just real quick, uh, when, when you ask what I want, is that, like, just, like, a theoretical type of question? Or is it, like, do I have any kind of choice up here as to potentially going back? Or do I just kind of wait?
1: Well, you're going to need... Somebody to bring you back,
3: I can't like send help or like petition anyone to help because I kind of left some people I kind of care about that i I want to help uh, in harm's way.
1: She says that it that would be that would be a first:
3: Well. Why not? I don't know if I'll take it.
1: (laughs) All right, you're just going to stand there and, yep, let's make it happen.
3: I mean, (laughs) I've done a lot of things for the first time lately, so...
1: Uh, You can see uh, Zares kind of looking around to see if anything miraculous is about to happen, because, you know, in heaven, who knows? Nothing seems to be changing. The kids down at the bottom of the hill seem to be having a grand old time. Uh, uh, Dortimer is springing up over rocks and there are some other kids chasing after him. Uh, nothing seems to be happening. Other than the beautiful spring breeze comes blowing in and some butterflies flit around in the air around you and they're the most beautiful, colorful butterflies you've ever seen.
3: He like, like, oh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm paying attention to my mission and they start to sing you a song hello (laughs) Um, so there's nothing I can do but wait
1: I'm new here too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, but at that point in time uh, suddenly there's a shadow that sort of falls over all of you and it flies over you like a dragon shadow almost uh, something with wings, and you look up into the sun, you look around to see where it is oh it 's behind the tree, you can 't see it, uh, but you hear the flapping of its wings, and as it rounds the tree and comes into view, beautifully lit by the light, you see it is morning glory, but she has a full, glorious set of golden wings. <laughs> And she does this sort of little circle, and then she comes down with a clop, 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 clop next to you, her wings sort of fold up behind her, and she comes over to you and just sort of bows her head.
3: Baby girl, look who has wings, look who has wings, baby <laughs> <girl. laughs> this is another thing that I wanted. I didn't know particularly that it was a thing I wanted, but I did want it, and now it's happened, and it's a thing I wanted. Look at my beautiful Pegasus horse steed. Isn't she amazing?
1: I say amazing is a perfect word for what she is.
3: I'm just nuzzling her. I've yes, never
1: seen anything quite like it.
3: Am I wearing my flying boots?
1: Um... Y- y- mm. Yes. They are a part of you in a way. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'd say in this case, absolutely. You're probably, not brandi- not like- you're probably not brandishing any weapons, but they are sort of part of evil
3: I imagine that I'm in, like, a really pretty sundress with these boots. There
1: you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of lift that. up the sundress a little bit, and there are the
3: boots. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, Morning Clay, you want to race? <laughs> Let's go. Zooms around.
1: All right. Um, as you zoom around in the air, flying her around heaven, uh, you can see that the children down below have all stopped to play, and are staring up at you, and Dortimer especially.
3: Dortimer, you want to ride? Yes, please! She lets the kids take turns riding Morning Glory. and yeah. um,
1: as, as you take Dortimer up, uh, he tells you that his family is uh, horse breeders uh, and horse mm-hmm. trainers, and they sell horses. And the last thing he remembers before he ended up in the terrible place with the tower was um, falling off a horse. The
3: terrible place with the tower?
1: Where you first met him.
3: Oh, right. Oh, I see. Well, uh, probably your parents love you very much, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) they probably took real good care of you, and hopefully you'll see them again real soon. Uh,
1: He says he doesn't know his parents particularly well. He knows his teachers better.
3: Oh, what kind of teachers?
1: Well, a horse riding teacher who he doesn't like so much anymore. Um, and uh, no, uh, seriously, he says uh, his music teacher, his languages teacher, um, uh, and uh, his history studies teacher. You get the impression just talking to this kid, this kid lived a very privileged life.
3: I know what it's like to be sent away from your family and just be at school all the time. Do you uh, like it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, much better oh. than my family.
3: Oh, that's good. Your family's not so great? Yeah.
1: They're they're always so busy.
3: Hmm. Well, you know what? Family's not just about who you're born to. It's about who you love.
1: Hmm, that's nice. I hadn't thought of that.
3: That's what I learned.
1: I love my horse. He's (laughs) my family.
3: Okay. I miss my horse.
1: This is a nice horse. I like the wings.
3: Is yeah, this,
1: they're is this pretty, a, aren't they? Is this
3: a, a, a pegasus? I guess so.
1: It's not a hippogriff, because hippogriffs have beaks. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And it's
1: not a griffin, because griffins have beaks, too.
3: She was a horse. Big now claws. she has wings, which I think makes her a pegasus. But Gr- she was always kind of a, you know, god horse kind of thing. I hate griffins. Why?
1: Because they eat horses.
3: Oh. Well... I suppose that's fair. But, you know, and she just, like, launches. She's just, like, chatting up these kids. Okay. Um Does the does rest seem to have anything more to say?
1: Oh, she's w- way the hell down there. Oh, she left? No, she's still down there, but she's on oh. the ground. You're sorry. Oh, I'm,
3: I'm on the horse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're flying around. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: You're up in the clouds.
3: Let's see how high we can go. Okay.
1: You go pretty darn high. You just keep on going. High, 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 You just sort of do a little spiral up in the air as high as you can go. Uh, What does it
3: look like from up here?
1: You can see, as you break the clouds, um, you can see the tops of mountains, uh, beautiful. uh, In some cases, what look like palaces on their slopes or on their peaks. Uh, And the sunshine here is radiant. You can also see creatures uh, flying around those palaces that you've never seen before. They look humanoid, but they have great feathered wings.
3: <gasps> I want to go meet one of those people. Dortimer, should we go meet one of those people?
1: Um. He's <laughs> like clutching onto this. Forces me. <laughs> like, okay.
3: Um, do, does any is any of this recognizable to me? Like, should I make a religion check?
1: You don't need to make a religion check. All you recognize is you saw, like, um, frescoes and murals in the spires of the morning and in other great temples that showed, like, the mountains of Mount Celestia and all that sort of the heavenly architecture. This seems like that, but the, the artists of the world you came from could not possibly capture its genuine grandeur.
3: It's like more color than they have down there kind of Yeah,
1: there are colors there that just don't exist in the real world uh, that you Mm -hmm. see manifest on these golden structures and on these mountaintops. Uh, But more than that, there's just a sense of uh, timelessness that seems to pervade this place that you can't render in any book sketch or stained glass window.
3: Evelyn's kind of warring between, like, she's just... In her, this is like pure glee for her. This is everything she's ever dreamed of, and she just wants to go play and touch everything and meet everybody. But then she also has this idea of like needing to get back to her friends as fast as she can. Yeah. So, I don't know. She's gonna go talk to one of those people flying around.
1: Okay. The rest of you in the shaft, it's very, very dark here. It smells like a charnel house. It's nauseatingly, sickeningly gross.
5: Sure Evelyn w- wants to come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with this new passageway made to mm-hmm. where this shadow crossing is, yeah. um, how, how difficult would it be to get all of us up and through it now?
1: It feels like a solid ceiling now.
5: No, we have to wait for the bodies to come. Oh, Once they throw the debtors through, they land in the other pile of debtors, which I'm covered in now. Hope that's not a problem with anyone. Then how long (laughs) do
2: we have to go through?
5: Not long. I haven't counted it because I'm not that smart.
2: It was very fast.
5: It was fast. So not long.
2: Oh. Okay.
5: So I'm saying if there's any... We... uh, It would be easier if we could polymorph everyone and everyone could just like be mice or something on my robe and then i can fly through and it's fast
2: okay that's that's probably a, the best shot we have at this uh and that will also make sure that waffles and simon and evelyn get through too
5: it should it's sh- i think okay it would just polymorph would it Would they be tiny on them We'll just make the armor tiny. I don't know. I'm not sure. We might have to carry the armor.
2: Well, you polymorph, it like takes the entire person and being and like.
5: Strix is like her. like doing that math lady face.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the triangles and
5: stuff, and she's like, I don't, maybe uh, we could try, but we'll need, all right, fine. We'll, we'll just do it. Okay,
2: but we'll need to give you a moment to rest and get your spells back, right?
5: Yeah, I don't think I have enough to polymorph everyone right now. So we can just wait for a moment. All
2: right, we can do that.
1: So you're gonna, like, take a long rest to get your spell slots back? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And do you want to do that here in this pit of decaying corpses? No. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean Kirk's it's is a choice. On the
5: ground asleep.
1: It's a life choice,
4: but
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to go uh, somewhere that smells nicer and be easier to actually rest.
4: We know we know yeah, where it hut. is. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna say we know where it is, so if we go back up, we can just yep. chill in a hut. Yeah. A hut
2: okay. Would be great.
1: Yeah, you you uh, hit the hut and uh, you hang out there until Strix uh, can recharge all her spells and turn you all into mice. Yes.
3: Huh. Oh my gosh, you guys can hang out with
2: Juniper. All right. Yeah, by the way, uh, I, I don't know if we actually specified, but I'm making sure we have all of the Evelyn's equipment as well. Sure. All of That makes sense. weapons and. Yep. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay, you have all of Evelyn.
1: Yeah, and it's all sort of strapped or lashed to waffles or what have you, Um, pretty, uh, very securely. And when you polymorph somebody who has all that stuff, that stuff is going to get absorbed into their form, so you don't have to worry about repacking it all.
5: Um, (laughs) So Strix figures that out at night, and the math
1: lady face goes away. That's right. Yes. You're like, I'm pretty sure this will work. Uh, Evelyn. You get close enough to one of these figures to realize it is an angelic being. Uh, You can see it has sort of, uh, he has golden skin, radiantly beautiful, eyes like pools of molten gold, and uh, he's thinly dressed, uh, but he does uh, carry a sword, and he's got great, huge wings.
3: Dortimer, have you ever seen anyone like that before?
1: Dortimer is just, Paralyzed with fear.
3: <laughs> <laughs> isn't he beautiful? Yeah.
1: You can see that his sword is not actually on his person, it's just sort of flying alongside him. Ooh.
3: Oh my gosh, that sword is so cool. Dormber, isn't that sword so cool?
1: Yeah. You can also see above him is what appears to be, uh, not attached to him, but flying above him is a bow with arrows as well. It's like all his weapons are just at the ready, um, but not attached to his body. Well, he does take notice. He does take notice of you, and he does give you sort of a salute.
3: Hi, my name is Evelyn. I'm new here. What's your name?
1: He says, "Tamarius."
3: Very pleased to meet you, Tamarius. I uh, I just got here. I'm just learning my way around. What What do you do?
1: I guard against evil.
3: <gasps> Me too. I love guarding against evil. We have so much in common.
1: He says, is there anything I can do for you?
3: Uh, well, probably a few things. I mean, I need to learn my way around here, and also I'm kind of maybe trying to see if there might be any way I could help some people that I left back, you know, down there.
1: Make, an insight. Kinda... Make an insight check.
3: Uh, uh, Please roll well. Uh, hold on. Uh,
1: 24. Uh, you can tell as you're talking to him that it's not... At first you think, oh, he's bored. He doesn't, he's not listening to me. Because he's not really paying attention to you. Uh, but then you realize he is actually very, very vigilant. Um, and you suddenly realize you being here is actually kind of distracting him from what he considers to be his supreme duty. Oh. Uh, and that is to uh, watch for any sign of evil intrusion. And this, is a, this, this individual does not... He is not the type, you instantly tell, who will drop his guard for an instant.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry. I tend to talk a lot uh, when I'm excited to meet someone, so I know I'm distracting you, but... No, um,
1: it's fine. Go uh, on.
3: Okay. Um, well, uh, is there anyone, like, that I should meet around here?
1: Um, you can meet whoever you want.
3: Well, I mean, like, is there anyone, like, in charge...
1: Is around? Yeah. Or you know? Yeah, I had I had breakfast with him early. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he told um, you but he like, <laughs> Yeah, no, oh he's god, he's a
3: good he's
1: off doing important god stuff, I think. Um, but uh, fret not, I'm sure he'll make time for you.
3: Okay, well, thanks. Um, said, thanks that's
1: so not much. what that's not why you really came here, though, right?
3: No.
1: No? You're not looking to be maybe brought back from the dead?
3: That's kind of what I was looking for, yeah, you're very perceptive.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, it's not the first time, just so you know. Uh, you're a spirit, um, you have no body, um, and since there's no body here, there's nothing to resurrect. Uh,
3: yeah, I kind of lost my body a couple yeah, times. Yeah, you kind of did, but that's okay. Yeah.
1: Because um, if somebody does want to bring you back, they can. And actually, I can resurrect people, but I do need a body. Which is why I typically only use it when I'm brought to the world, or whichever world from which you came, and other worlds like yours. I have been able to resurrect people, but there has always been a body.
3: Hmm. And it'd be kind of hard to find a body up here, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. There you don't. not too many bodies up here.
3: Well, one time my friend shared a body for a little while when one of them was dead. I know. That was cool.
1: Yeah, I remember. You
3: know about that?
1: I, not to get too long into, into things, but uh, a lot of information about people who belong here comes my way, security reasons.
3: Really? Are you like the head of security?
1: Uh, no, but one day.
3: <gasps> oh, I bet you will be. So you know stuff about my life? A little bit. Do you know ever? Do you know? What do you know?
1: Well, uh, I know you come from a very reliable order, dedicated. Um, They're having a little bit of problems right now. They could probably uh, use a little straightening out, if you don't mind my saying.
3: My order?
1: I'm afraid so, yeah. (gasps) We got an eye on them, just to make sure, you know, nothing goes pear shaped.
3: She's very distraught about this.
1: Mm, yeah, but you—you you are an exemplar of of the uh, of the of Lathander. Yeah, no question. And what you've done—I've heard mumblings of sainthood.
3: That's rest said, too. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of fans.
3: Oh my gosh, no way. I think sure. you guys have me mistaken for somebody else. I don't know. I haven't done much at all. In fact, one time we thought I ate a baby. It was just very disturbing. and I,
1: I know you and... didn't eat a baby.
3: Oh, I'm so glad to hear you confirm that.
1: Dortimer says, can we go back now?
3: Uh, uh, just a second, Dortimer. <laughs> Talk to this next man. <laughs> uh, well, so what would you recommend I do if I want to help... So you know my friends. You know that they're in trouble. You know that they—the thing that ate me—was trying to eat them too. And I'm just real worried that if I don't get back real soon, that they might be in danger, and I can't help.
1: I suggest you relax and enjoy your stay here until maybe they can find a way to bring you back.
3: Are they okay right now?
1: Answer, Hazy. Ask again later. <laughs> um, they're kind of in a sorry. dark. They're kind of in a dark place right now. Or so but I'm led all to believe. Are they alive? I don't. Know. Yes. They're all oh. alive. They're doing great.
3: Oh. Well, I know you wouldn't lie to me, so yeah. that's that's good to know. Okay, yeah. well
1: The big one says hi.
3: <gasps> waffles.
1: Right. Waffles.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, waffles is sending messages
3: <laughs> as <last> celestial. Me <laughs> what oh. <laughs> can I run it She's really
1: not. Back? Sure.
3: Okay. Oh, I got a two. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. All right. Well, um, enjoy your flight.
3: Okay. Nice talking I with you. Back down. I'll see you around. Okay. Nice to nice to meet you. Wink, wink.
1: Wink, wink. Yeah.
3: What was his name again? Tar,
1: Tar? Tamarius.
3: Tamarius. Yeah. Tamarius. Okay. Uh, I go back down, I take Dortimer down. Okay.
1: Yeah, that was very overwhelming for Dortimer.
3: I pat him on the little head.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, so when you sit down on the ground um, back in the field where the other kids are, they all want their turn. Um, So you basically spend a good deal amount of time basically giving flight lessons uh, to a bunch of kids who never in life had a chance to ever fly a, a winged horse before
3: she um takes what Tamaria said to heart and starts to really enjoy hanging out with all these kids and just like giving them the best time ever it's super fulfilling for her so she's just like yeah. every kid she at- like oh and what was your doggy like oh his name was Bob Bob is a good name for a doggie you know just like yeah. very interested in every single child yeah and
1: they've all got they've all got their own stories to tell and they tell you about their families and you know what they remember and all that kind of stuff and uh, they're all very very uh, well behaved, polite, they're utterly fascinated with you, and uh, you totally get into it. Um, it becomes this sort of, in this moment, this kind of all consuming purpose that you have, and you sort of kind of forget a little about your friends. Back in well, the. I really forget you. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the mm-hmm. waffle hut, uh, keeps out a lot of things, but smell, not one of them. Damn it. <laughs> I
5: mean, Strix is in
2: there usually anyway. So. Fair enough, I, yes. I light some insect repellent. Oh, good that. call. That's a better smell. Yes, yes. I light it all
5: the time because it yeah. smells so bad. You,
1: you light a few of those incense sticks or incense blocks, and yeah, it pretty much covers up the dead smell for the most part. Um, you're able to take a long rest. You get your spells back. Strix. Yes. You cast your polymorphs.
5: Yes, everyone is going to be mice.
1: All right. You now have a passel of mice.
5: All right. <laughs> I'm like, is everyone comfy? And I'm going to put them in my hat and like.
1: And Juniper's like, I'm in charge now, bitch. start <laughs> <laughs> so smacking you all around. <laughs> oh, no. Juniper,
4: don't slap them. Oh, no. All right. I'll move, I'll, move mean. Juniper,
5: I'll move Juniper to the other part of the road because of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I will hover on my broom and just wait until that portal opens, and I will zoom through as fast as I can.
1: Okay. Make Sideways, an, make not a,
5: where the bodies will fall.
1: Got it. Arcana, <laughs> arcana check for me. Uh,
5: 16.
1: Okay. Uh, you emerge out of a cauldron. <clears throat> oh, balls. Uh, in uh, what looks to be uh, like... I don't know, some sort of interior of a mausoleum or something. All right. Uh, and uh, as you look around in this in dark interior space with your dark vision, you see that it is arrayed very much like a hag's workroom or laboratory.
5: Oh, God. Uh, you just hear, like, you hear these as rats. You hear this,
4: oh,
5: oh no. Like, you hear, like, definite strict danger noises.
1: All right, and uh, your noises seem to attract attention.
5: God damn it. Why so, was I so scared? <laughs>
1: from out of the dark corners of this mausoleum workshop, you see figures begin to step out of the shadows. Their skin a midnight bluish black, their hair a mass tangle, their horns, coming. their bluish horns coming off of their, their dark-skinned heads, Kind of giving them sort of like a Tiefling esque quality, uh, but their eyes burning red.
2: Oh. How many would you say there are? There are three. Squeak. Uh,
4: Squeak. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> the mice are like, like, you guys are like sticking out of her hat, just like your yeah. little mouse faces looking at this. And
1: with your arcana, arcana roll, Strix, you're able to ascertain that these are night hags.
2: Do any of them look, say, familiar? Little mice heads poke out, doink 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 doink,
1: (laughs) and and look out. Uh, Yeah, they they look very familiar. They may have ridden you at some point in the past. No, (laughs) No. and that's where we'll stop for tonight.
4: No, squeaker, squeak, squeaker, squeaker. All right.
5: I knew, I knew that. I knew that was coming. Oh. And so it was, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Cool. Great. I hope you're having fun, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> With your new
1: friends. With your new angel <laughs> friends. I'm
3: trying not to enjoy it. I'm trying to get
2: back to you guys. Oh, but how Evelyn- terrible on my pegasus <laughs> as I fly around and meet these angel people who say I'm the best and I deserve sainthood. Oh, woe is Evelyn. <laughs>
4: Look...
2: I. She's not
3: even. She's thinking of you guys. She could in. She could be like, partying it up in Evil Land. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, that's that's the end of episode eighty-seven. Next week we'll pick up things with eighty-eight. Anybody have any announcements they want to share before we break off for the, for the week?
5: Um. Strix is still going to be an Idle Champions at the end of the week. Hooray! Yeah. A a little banner thing. And I've been posting gifts that they've made that are amazing. They've done, like, crying and running and snack eating, and it's great. Um, They just did those for fun because I wanted to share them. It would be so cute. But, yeah, end of the week, it's going to be out um, on Steam. Go ahead and play. Uh, Hooray. Uh, And then Anna and I are going to be at PAX East coming up. Yeah. Um, And uh, I will be playing in the AI game, and Anna and I will have a panel. And I
4: think
2: that's it. I don't know if this was intended, but when you posted the uh, gif of Strix from Idol Champions where she's eating her snacks, it was playing in reverse for me. Yeah, that was yeah. Okay. Yeah, she
5: was throwing it up.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's
4: throwing it <laughs> <up. Yeah.
5: laughs> and shoving in her robe. Yeah, it says, I actually put it in the tweet. It was like, <laughs> you can just stress vomit if you want.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, they were so great. They had so much fun making all the little gifts and things. And yeah,
1: I uh, thought that was amazing, all the little pieces of art that you showed of all her yes. paraphernalia.
5: Yeah, all the stuff that, all the stuff, the list that you gave me, Chris, was made, and then it was made into 2D things in a game. <laughs> like it's just like so many levels of fun yep. creativity yeah i love it so hooray there'll be more gifts coming out soon there's there's some good ones
4: uh not DD related but i announced that i've got a new album coming out june 1st yep. uh, called paid in exposure uh, and um we have physical pre-orders available, and if you order a CD before April 24th, I'll be signing all of them. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, then go for it. The link is a—it's uh, on my Twitter. I've yep. been posting it all day and stuff. And uh, digital pre-orders for like iTunes and Spotify and stuff will be in the coming weeks. So, yay. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Great work on the um, first track, Nate. I've been listening to it for the first time the past week. It's awesome.
4: Oh, thank you. Very excited! I love
3: yeah. that song so much. Ooh,
4: stop! <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I have my misclicks game in about a half hour, so I'll take a quick break and then I'll be dungeon mastering the Lost Mine. Oh, I'll be there uh, too. Pandalver. Yeah, and Holly was a guest, an impromptu guest last week, which was awesome, and her character was amazing and hilarious. So she's going to be reprising that role. So come watch me DM Holly. Um, yes. She's the mother-in-law then, you love to hate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at uh, 6.30, so in a little more than a half hour. And then on Thursday, Holly DMs me in Trapped right, in the Birdcage. Right.
1: Nice, nice. So,
3: um, the, oh, my God. There's so many things. <laughs> the Miss Clicks game will be on Twitch.tv slash Miss Clicks, M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S, and sometimes D&D hosts us. So maybe they'll do that, too. And then um, Holly's game, the Trapped in the Birdcage game, is from 5 to 7 Pacific on slash D&D.
5: And I had three streams on Sunday. I just forgot. There's, awesome. I have, yeah, I have uh, a secret fun one in the morning, and then I have uh, a one shot with my friend Blue Jay who's DMing for the first time, and then I have um, my first quest game with my friend Eric, where I play the Bird Fancy Boy on Sunday. So please pray for me.
3: <laughs> and then uh, Holly mentioned our panel at PAX. We're doing a special tea time Q and A just with Strix and Evelyn. So. Come to our panel, ask us anything, and we'll have
1: tea and tell you stories. Yes. We'll be good. Cool. Uh, For those who are counting um, down, we have three more episodes left of this season of DCA before we uh, skip up. Oh, what? Yeah.
5: Do we have a break?
1: So um, we can talk offline about this uh, as far as that goes. Uh, But, yeah, basically I'm expecting to wrap up this season with... Episode 90, so we've got three episodes right. left. A lot. Oh, man, whatever no. you think is going to happen next week, you don't know what's going to happen next
5: week.
4: <laughs> <What? Aww.
1: laughs> oh, great.
5: Is this one of those ones where you have, that have had this plan for a really long time, and it's really scary?
1: This is one of those kind of floater ones where it's always been in my mind for a long time. But,
3: oh, no. <laughs> but I think I know what it is.
1: But it, it hasn't been able to land yet.
5: Oh. Oh no! Looking forward to that.
3: I don't know. I <laughs> don't know. So what I'm thinking it's probably worse.
4: It'll be fine. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. we have to go. And so adieu everybody, and we'll see you soon. And take care of each other. Until next time.
0: Bye-bye. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash d d every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash TOA. Or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash DCA. Until next week, happy hunting.